Welcome to the Gen Z Marketer Podcast, where we have marketing conversations and everything in between. Today's episode is under the Market Tips series, and let's talk about how I conduct a web research competitor analysis. So I will be sharing with you tips and tricks that I have learned for the past few years and how I efficiently do this. So before we get to it, before we get to the episode, I would just like to thank you for your support in these past few months ever since I started the podcast. Because of your support, I was able to buy my podcast microphone, which I'm using right now. And I really, really do appreciate all of you who follow the podcast, who listen to the latest episodes and more. So if you want to interact with me, if you want to continuously support me, please follow the podcast to get notified on the latest uploads. You can also get in touch with me at my socials at the Gen Z Marketer Podcast on Facebook, at Gen Z MKT on Instagram, and at www.genzmkt.com. Now, let's get to the main topic of this episode, which is the competitor analysis. So as marketers, brand strategists, business owners, we know that the competitor analysis is an essential part of the market research. So this is basically your landscape or situational analysis of the competitive landscape where your brand is competing in. So the benefits of the competitor analysis is it basically helps you stay up to date on the latest market and consumer trends. You are able to identify or know what your competitors are doing and you're able to identify their brand positioning and any opportunities and gaps in the market that you can address. So who are your competitors? Now, when it comes to it, the reality is everyone is your competitor. Why is that? Let's say you are a soda drink brand. And the main purpose or the main need that a soda drink brand is fulfilling is basically to satisfy a first or satisfy, satisfy the first of your consumer. And if you look at it that way, soda is not the only competitor you have. Water, juice, coffee, bubble tea would be your competitors as well because all of these drinks do the same thing which is to satisfy first but of course it's not realistic for any brand or business to compete with everyone which is why you have to identify your corner of the sky which is basically where are you competing in the market landscape so you need to identify your competitors of course you have your broad competitors which is basically anyone else who is doing or fulfilling the same needs or service as you are and you have your specific competitors so your specific competitors are selected based on the positioning and branding of these brands are they positioned the same as you are do they have similar branding as you are you also need to look at their target audience are you targeting the same age group or the same group of consumers do you have similar product mix or product quality or product lines do you have similar pricing so if that's the case then most likely these are your specific competitors and ultimately i would recommend for you to always look out or watch out for what your specific competitors are doing but that doesn't mean you don't look at your broad competitors as well because you never know when 
they suddenly, let's say, change gears and rebrand their businesses and all of a sudden they're your competitors. So overall, when you're doing your competitor analysis or identifying your competitors, you really need to keep your eyes open. So how do you do the research? What exactly do you look for when you're doing a competitor analysis or a competitor research? My answer is that to that is you have to look at everything. You don't leave any stone unturned. You have to look at everything. You need to use your observational and analytical skills to the extreme. So the first thing I would recommend for you to look at is seven P's. As marketers or for people who studied marketing, you're aware that the seven P's of marketing are product, price, place, promotion, people, physical event, evidence, and processes. So I suggest you look at these angles. This is kind of like a baseline of what you can look at. So as mentioned, first is product. Basically, what products and competitors have? What is the product quality? What is the product design? Are they similar to yours? Are they a little bit different from yours? So those are the things that you look at when it comes to product. Next is price. Ideally, you compare with a competitor or brands that are in the similar price range as you are. So are you a mass uh brand or mass pricing do you have premium pricing are you in between do you have a mass each brand so that's one thing that you need to also look at for place where are your competitors selling are they available offline through brick and mortar stores or through the groceries or department stores or are they available online in their own websites or in marketplaces are they a digital native brand that is exclusive online are they exclusively offline? Do they have both? You need to look at these things because usually your competitor would be the ones who are also competing or selling in the same landscape or in the same place, be it online or offline. Next is to look at their promotion. Are they offering the same promos as you? Are they offering the same promotions or deals as you? Are they offering different things? Are they offering things that consumers really respond to if so what can you do to make that better so that's also another important thing to look at next is people people basically their employees are they approachable are they friendly are they serious are they casual what are their employees like usually employees reflect the values of the company so that's another thing to look at and last two are the physical evidence and the processes. So this, you just really need to look at how the brand does business. So you need to, as I mentioned, use your observational and analytical skills to the extreme. Next to look at, another important thing to look at is branding. Basically, how did they position themselves in the market? What is their personality? What is their tone? What are the colors that they use or their logos or fonts that would reflect the kind of brand or the kind of personality that they have? So you need to look at all of these things. That way you are able to identify who exactly the brand is or what the brand is exactly about. And another important thing to identify is the DSI or the Dominant Selling Idea. So some of you may have not heard of this. Some of you may have. But most of us have heard of the USP, which is the unique selling proposition. So why didn't I use the USP? 
Well, the reality is the USP is almost outdated or pretty much outdated because listen to it, unique selling proposition, unique. The reality is your brand, your business is not unique because your chances are you're, the need you're satisfying or the product or service you're providing is also offered by another brand. So there's nothing unique about it. Everyone else can offer or anyone else can offer whatever it is you're offering, which is why instead I would like to or I suggest we use the term dominant selling idea because the dominant selling idea is much more realistic and you're able to identify exactly the selling proposition or the selling idea of that business or of brands. So that's one thing you need to look at as well. The last thing that you can look at when you're conducting your competitor research is the customer feedback. So what are customers saying about the competitors or the brands? Are they saying good things? Are they saying bad things? If so, what are the bad things that are they saying? What are, are there any opportunities or gaps in the market or in those brands or in the current competitive landscape that your brand can address? So you need to look at these things. And of course, once you look at all of these things, you need to record them. You need to write them down. You need to save them. So where do you put your competitor analysis or your competitor research? So usually my practice or what I've done previously is I put it in the brand Bible. So that way, anyone who's reading in the brand Bible, anyone who's working for the brand, be it marketing, merchandising, managers, anyone else, they would have an idea on what the competitive landscape is like and who are our competitors so you can do definitely put that in the brand bible but you can also put it in another file or a master file that you can just put all, all your competitor reviews analysis and checks and just update those files regularly so okay the competitor analysis is something that you need to continuously or regularly do that way, you're always at the top of your game and you're always aware of the latest market trends. So when you're doing your competitor research, of course, you need to put your photos. If you have photos of online, like social media posts, of the website, of reviews, of the product lines, of photos of the actual stores, you need to put everything in it. That way, everyone has a reference or can see where your observations come from. And of course, you need to input your thoughts. What do you think about these brands? What have you seen? What do you think about their positioning? Where do you think they're going? So you need to put all of these things as well because that's how you make an effective competitor research. Another thing that I would suggest any brand would do when doing a competitor research is if you want to make it easier to read or quantify it, you can always do a competitive profile matrix or a CPM. So I suggest you look it up online on how you do that. But it's basically you are comparing your brand and your competitors based on certain qualities that are quantified. So you're scoring where you are and where your competitors are based on certain qualities that are important to your industry. So the higher total score your the brand is, the better it is in the current competitive landscape. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing is the brand positioning map. So it's an X and Y axis type. 
of map wherein you identify certain traits for the x-axis and the y-axis and you position the different brands based on where you think they are in the current competitive landscape. I suggest if you're not familiar with these tools that you look them up online. That's the competitive profile matrix and the brand positioning map. So I hope that after you listen to this episode or what I've shared, I hope you have an idea on how to do a well-researched competitor analysis. And I really do suggest you do this regularly because not only do you get to train yourself to develop these skills, this research or these data will actually also help your business a lot in the long run. So what do you think of this episode? Let me know at our socials at the Gen Z Marketer on Facebook at Gen Z MKT on Instagram and at www.genzmkt.com. Please leave me a message if you want to share your thoughts, if you want to collaborate or guest in the podcast, and if you have other topic suggestions as well. Don't forget to follow the podcast to get notified on the latest uploads.